Welcome, this is Dirt to Dollars, hosted by your local county extension agents, where we talk everything agriculture. Welcome back to another edition of Dirt to Dollars. It is Thanksgiving week, everybody. It's uh, the week of the 23rd, and it's also my birthday week, too, just for all of you listening. Uh, but I'm back here this week. <laughs> I'm just uh, back this she's week. She's not throwing me. out how old she's going to nope, be. Nope, she didn't say that. Hey, I will never tell. <laughs> never ask, never tell. Uh, <laughs> I'm older than you, Matt, but I think I'm younger than Daniel. We'll just keep it at that. You're the middle child. I'm the middle child. <laughs> but I'm back with uh, Matt and Daniel this week. How are you guys? Good. Great. Good. That don't sound too uh, promising out there. I'm hungry. It seems like every time we do this show, I'm hungry. <laughs> it's because we always end up talking too much before we record. We end up recording into lunchtime. Yeah. yeah and then we talk, we talk about food at some point. I think we texted mm-hmm. about White Castle and pretzels this morning. So like yeah. it's all. Both of which I've had in the last, I don't know, five days, which is interesting that <laughs> you were craving it and I actually had it. So. <laughs> and that didn't help my craving. It made me just want to go eat it more. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, and I think I have a ham sandwich in my bag, so probably going to have to wait a little longer. I've got farm visits to make. I'm on God's time, so I've still got an hour or so before lunch. So I've got another farm visit to make before we're done today. But so how are things in your all's counties? I know we are, uh, we're, we've got a short week at our extension offices this week. We're only uh, going to be open for a couple, three days, I guess, um, Monday through Wednesday. Yeah, that's a good reminder. Thursday and Friday, Thanksgiving and the day after, we will be closed. Mm-hmm. So if you've got questions, get them in before Wednesday. So yeah, it looks like uh, Harvest made some pretty good progress here in the last week and mm-hmm. uh, had some rain over the weekend, but I don't think it amounted to much. And I think no. it's going to everything gear back up and maybe get a big hunk of it knocked out. Yeah. Now, are they still calling for a little rain the day before Thanksgiving? I think so. So it may so. be good to give people a little break because I know yeah. sometimes when the weather's fine and you're trying to get you stuff done. You don't get any Thanksgiving. You, oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of play it close or skip it. But this year, it maybe it'll force people to take a break and yeah. and spend some time with families. I was going to say, I remember, there's been several instances where we would have uh, Thanksgiving at my grandparents' house and my uncles and grand, you know grandparents would or my grandfather, they'd be coming in just at the very last minute because they've been busy and they, you know, didn't want to waste a minute. So hopefully that'll help. And then I also heard the dreaded S word on next week. Have y'all uh, heard that? Yeah, like that's word. A is it a four letter word? It's a, well, it's a four it letter word, but it's not that. <laughs> it's not, it's not a poo. It's snow. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Snow. Yeah. That that's... Dreaded four letter word. It's that time of year. It's bound to happen. I know. I'm just not ready. Just hey, not this time last year we already had an ice storm. Yeah, I know we did. we did. We did, and we had already had a we'd already had a snow. I think it snowed on Halloween last year, if I'm not mistaken, or around Halloween. Yeah, I think you're right. However, I'm still not a fan. So yeah, I guess what's our other big news this week? It's kind of making its way around the the news. Is it the the vaccines? Hmm. Yeah, seems like we've got some a glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard a lot of different things about it. Um, of course, you never know what you're reading is true or not. Um, but seems like everything's promising. A lot of data to support it. Uh, I think I even read somewhere there was as much data on on these vaccines as any other vaccine that's ever been done, and it's just been six months. Yeah, roughly. But there, yeah, I mean that's. You think about it, though, what has everybody's attention and focus been on since March? Yeah, basically, it's been COVID. Yeah, yeah. that too. But you know what, though? We, we've we come so far and we've done so much in such a short amount of time. I mean, we've basically, yeah. it seems like we've kind of cured this massive problem. How come car seats are still like impossible <laughs> to install it and uninstall? Makes you, it I makes mean, you wonder. Yeah. Uh, Can we focus on this and like solve this crisis? Because car seats are a pain in the butt. And then it gives you anxiety that you're, it like has all these warnings on the box about you can't, you're not supposed to be able to move it once you get it in there. And you're like, well, should I be able to move it this much? I mean, I'm really strong. So maybe is it because I'm really strong or is it because it's not in really good enough? Like I was still shaking (laughs) just a little bit and I never know. 
I, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it, we need to focus. We need to do, what do they call that um, program where they really ramped everything up? It was like uh, warp speed warp or something speed. like that. Yes, yeah. we need, we need car seat warp speed action. <laughs> <laughs> I take it that you had a little issue with car seat over the weekend. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, you move from vehicle to vehicle. It's just mm -hmm. a pain in the butt. And it yeah. seems like, you know, we can cute, we do these vaccines, we put a man on the moon. Let's make a car seat that, works yeah and hey listen i feel I'm safe ready. using and i feel safe moving around yeah getting ready to get back into that whole thing but the good news is for us is we've got the carrier so you just have to deal with the basis for a little bit and then that was then all we right get into the big yeah room. that was all right with that yeah, yeah. i'm yeah and you get could, the whole you could get them strapped in inside when it's all warm mm -hmm. and everything then just carry them out and click them down now you've got to yep. once they get big enough to be in the what do if you call it, it? Permanent one or whatever. They're flailing their arms. And if legs it makes around. you feel any better. <laughs> I have two literally almost out of car seats and I'm getting ready to get back into them. I mean, mine are in boosters. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so you are making me feel wonderful over here. Thank you. But You're no, welcome. it'll be all right. It'll be good. It'll be fine. So I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Got to give you, got to give you a little grief because I think we only got you for one more week. I know, I know. I'm really sad about it. I I really enjoy doing this every week, and I'm, you know, maternity leave is maternity leave for a reason, and they want me to, you know, be at home with baby, so I can't. You got more important things yeah. to focus on. Yeah. There's been some heifer sales and stuff going yes. on across the state, and saw some heifer sale results come out uh over the weekend from that western kentucky mm -hmm. what do they call that west kentucky select heifer sale i think so sounds, yeah uh, sounds right. heifer sale yeah mr kevin laurent's in charge of that which is a friend of the show here and that sale is typically pretty strong because it it's is. kind of a kind of a little bit of a in a niche over there that you know there's not a whole lot of cattle compared to other mm -hmm. parts of the state but uh having that sale they've got big demand over there so looks they like they they had 186 head average 1806 dollars a head and with the cattle markets where they're at right now i would say that's pretty dang strong it is strong and it looks like i'm interesting enough they've kind of got it broken down there's an average of what type what breed types are out there obviously your angus and your angus cross are going to have the majority of them but the ones that brought most of the money around here right now are the gelby angus crosses and the simital angus crosses so mm -hmm. that's interesting to see just uh shows that people are starting to realize some of the importance of hybrid vigor i think absolutely some of these crossbreds mm -hmm. will uh, have quite a bit of demand mm -hmm. yeah but that that turned out pretty well and I, we also are uh, coming off the end of North American and we're going to have uh, Mr. Agriculture Warren Beeler here with us shortly too. So he's going to kind of give us an update about how well all of those shows went too. Uh, so we are still doing some stuff and trying to get, you know, agriculture doesn't stop. So we've got to keep it, you know, keep going with it. Um, let's see. Speaking of sales, um, do you all have, do y'all do Black Friday shopping? I guess, is anybody mm. even doing that this year? Is that even a thing? Hadn't that all went basically virtual anyway? There's not a whole lot of, the last few years, it you know what, though? like you get more Black Friday online stuff than anything. Yeah. A lot of people are closed on the Thanksgiving and then they do it on the actual Friday. But I'll tell you what I do is I do shop small Saturday. That's what I usually do. Try to support my local businesses around here, especially this year. I'm going to try to do that as quickly as i can I <laughs> before baby gets here i don't think i've never done the the black friday shopping i know no. some people just they love it and they you know they make oh. it a family thing and they go every year no but this year i guess i just you know you picture what those things look like and what happens at those places and it's uh you, you, there's no way you could do that this year mm. um and and socially distance when you're making a mob to get the latest furby yeah <laughs> with everything that's going on right now, it's probably good because I could just, everybody's kind of on nerve and, and, <laughs> and we just don't need, we don't need fight. Don't fights over the latest Roomba vacuum cleaner or anything like that. It's not, not worth it this year. And I think too, there's a lot of folks, I think they've spread it out from what I've been seeing across the social medias and on the news and everything that they're, these businesses are, kind of spreading the days out and you they're having as many virtual sales too i think they've done that the last few years because they were afraid they were missing out because yeah if, 
one person goes and camps out at one store for two or three days, they're not going to go to the other store's Black Friday sale. Honestly, and I've only done Black Friday twice, and I didn't get up early to do it. I went, I got up when I got ready. I did not take, you know, any, I took my time. And you didn't get that $29 big screen TV, though. But I also don't <laughs> have any people. I mean, we have an awesome, you know, in my family, we're not like looking for the greatest thing ever. I mean, I, like I said, I do shop small Saturday, so I would much rather buy something local than I would. And it have a little meaning to it than to get the latest, greatest Barbie. <laughs> I wonder if this will be something too, that kind of shows like it's maybe it's the end of it. Cause I, I wonder, I don't know how much retailers love it. I mean, it, oh, it, yeah. it, it does drive people into the stores for that one day, but I bet you kind of like you're talking about spreading it out. They may end mm-hmm. up seeing, Oh, well, we did this and it worked. So we're going to keep doing it like well, this. Even Amazon didn't do their Prime Day like they typically do it this year. So I mean, there's right, a lot. Even your big, even your big companies are are changing kind of the way that they do some things. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how our marketing changes on that in that regard. Well, I think it's time for our very special guest we have with us this week. Whitney, would you like to go ahead and introduce him? With us today, we have Mr. Agriculture himself, Mr. Warren Beeler. Uh, we have, you know, he, I'm a proud, I'm a proud uh, ag agent. He is in my county, so I get to claim him. So you guys, you know, I get to claim him. But we're really glad that you could join us today. We uh, know you've come off a really, really busy week, you've, or a couple of weeks, actually, with North American. So we're really glad you could join us this morning. Well, I, uh, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little while to heal up, but two and a half <laughs> weeks to the North American, particularly this North American, was uh, probably as, as hard and as trying as anything I've had. And I am I am very proud of my, my, my extension agent here and the extension agents in LaRue and, and Hardin County. I, you know, we're, we're so blessed to have, I think, the best extension service in the, in the country. And I, uh, I've seen all, almost all of them. And uh, so I appreciate what you all do. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm more out from, uh, from it, but man, what a, what a, how lucky are we to have the, the biggest, largest, best purebred livestock show in the world in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So I guess just tell us a little bit about how things went. I know, you know, at first there were some rumors going around that it wasn't going to happen and then, but you know, obviously it did and it went over, it sounds like pretty well. So give us a little bit of recap of what happened. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that didn't happen, you know, I mean, as a result of the thing, everybody had to have their, their wristband from signing a, a, a COVID that they had not been around COVID and, and the travel, travel form that, and so we, um, we had, you know, a little bit of a backup in V-Lot over there where the old executive inn used to be to get people in. Mm-hmm. But after we talked to some people, some of them were backed up five hours at Kansas City to get in. Mm-hmm. I think the longest I heard anybody say was two or two and a half. And even I spent, I spent one day out there checking people in myself because <laughs> uh, they, uh, we, uh, we didn't have a lot of things we didn't have. We didn't have like no rodeo this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had no mule show, no alpaca show. We had um, no cutting horse or sorting uh, deal, deal. We had no 4-H livestock uh, national judging contest. We had no country store. We had no um, basically limited meetings. I mean, you all, usually all the associations, commodity groups, they meet. Right. Right. Uh, no barnyard, no spectators, just exhibitors only. Uh, no school tours. No bleachers, which I argued and argued that we can basically social distance better with bleachers than we can mm-hmm. have around the ring. But oh, yeah. I think I think after they got the plan approved, they were scared to death that um, you know if they they didn't want to change it, take a chance on the governor shutting it down right. completely. Um, we had limited seating in Freedom Hall. We made them scatter out and there in Broadbent both. Um, typical year, we will have twenty two thousand entries at the North American. This year, this year there was 16,500. And so that was, uh, you know, that's pretty good. I'd that's say pretty yeah. good for yeah. all the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had a, we, you know, every time everybody had a badge coming in. So they limited to 2,900 people a day coming through the gate. And then typically uh, that limits us to about 50,000 people for the show itself. Um, and that, that compares to 150,000 that typically come through the gate. So, um, it was, it was a, it was a different one, you know, and it was, it was tiring because of, of, of having to walk around and be the mass police. Mm-hmm. But I, I will tell you, I think people did, did really well. I, I mean, it was one of those deals where 
uh, it's such, I mean, that livestock is so good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just paralyzing to, to see every species that comes through there, the best of the very best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it makes me proud, makes me proud. I'm a, I'm the general superintendent, have been for maybe six or eight years now, which means I'm uh, I'm the Walmart greeter. At the same time, I'm, <laughs> I'm the guy when it, when it hits the fan that they, uh, that come, they come and chew all the hide off me. Mm-hmm. And either way, I'm happy with that. I, I will tell you, we need to give a big thank you to, uh, to David Beck and Kevin Moore and uh, Kevin McCoy and Bill Murray and all those people at the fairgrounds, Bobby Bell, mm-hmm. and all the people in the nail office. I mean, people were so thankful, Whitney. They were so thankful mm-hmm. that we could have this show. And I mean, you know, still we got some hard heads that didn't wear the mask. And, and, um, mm-hmm. and we were, I mean, we, we, we basically, we ran hurt on it. And um, I think we came through it as good as you could ever expect. And people, people were really so appreciative of getting the opportunity to show. So I, uh, I think it went off good. Big kudos to all them. Cause it really, it's a whole lot easier just to cancel it. It yeah, is. I mean, how easy yeah. would it have been to just say, no, let's just it's, cancel it. Well, and it's a, and then the thing about it is, is these, these kids and these families that are there a lot of times, this is their, I mean, this is what they do. And mm-hmm. for them to be cut out of a lot of the shows across the nation this year and to be able to do this, I'm sure they were appreciative of it. I mean, I mean the North American is just a big livestock family reunion. That's, it is. What, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And we had one guy, I, I just give an example of one opportunity we had. We had a guy that, basically wouldn't t- put his mask on standing by the hall grain. We mm-hmm. told him to put his mask on. He wouldn't do it. We shut the show down for about 15 minutes. And then who, you know, who got on him, his wife and his kids and all the <laughs> other exhibitors. And he la- he laughed and went outside. Yeah. So, I mean, I know, you know, we, you know, we were kind of policing ourselves, but, but um, it worked good. I mean, gosh, you know, we were maybe down a um, hundred, 150 head of, uh, Hogs, the beef junior show was down maybe a hundred head, but, but, you know, I mean, we're talking, we're talking big shows, good shows that, uh, and you know, this thing, you know, build it all around the junior kids to be on the weekends and stuff. And, uh, it was, it really, it's the same old North American. Just, I think people will look back in 20 years and have the pictures with their mask on and think, Oh, you know, I remember that year. (laughs) Yeah, I will. I will. So I know I know the North American relies a lot on volunteer labor as far as clerking the shows and everything and set up and check in and uh, did you run into any issues with that or did people pretty well still st- step up and and volunteer? Are you calling me out, Matt? Because I didn't go this year. Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did good except for Whitney. You know, <laughs> no, I'm, uh, hey, I'm I think I have you an know, excuse. I, I, we do. We rely. Hey, hey, she's got the best excuse in the world. I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, we do. We rely on awfully a lot on on Department of Ag people and Extension people. Mm-hmm. And they stepped up again this year and, and did exactly what we needed them to do. We have crews that have been around, you know, their particular species they're working with. And they know Dan Grigson and, and Roger Sparrow do the do the dairy. And, I mean, they run a tight ship. And now we get, move over and Dr. Lip Trap has been in charge. Mm-hmm. And, and Dr. Coffee's kind of stepping aside a little bit. He was still there this year every day. But we got David Ferkwin, one of mm-hmm. your old cohorts. And yep. Kevin Laurent, one of your cohorts, that's mm-hmm. going to step up in a swine deal. John Chisholm with Department of Ag and, and uh, Jay uh, uh, Hillmansberger, however you say his name, Garrett <laughs> County Extension Agent. I know yeah. Jay. They do the they do the beef thing along with with Karen Douglas and Jessica Morris from Wolf County. They're the one of your all all your all people. Mm-hmm. And um, so we we have got really good good crew, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they uh, we didn't miss a lick. We didn't miss a lick in terms of that that part of it. Yeah, shout out to Roger Sparrow. He was a former Larue County Agriculture Agent before David Harrison. <laughs> he, is, he is a he is a flat good one. I mean, yep, he he, he works. And he, he's so he, I mean, he's so consistent in terms of how he manages him and Gregson do do a really nice job. And that dairy show is is huge. You know, it's it's flat good. And Daniel, I think there was some Larue County connection that did some did some good in the dairy show. Yeah, we've got uh, the Grimes family here. Their uh, their daughter, I think, won uh, won something in their division and beat out a really expensive 
heifer, if I, if I recall. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a little bit of yeah. an upset, but yeah, they were really proud about that. Yeah. Yeah. Joy, Joy Good there from Casey mm-hmm. County. Joy. Yeah. Uh, and they, I mean, they absolutely, uh, I, they had one of those North Americans to remember. And they did. They had, there was, I guess, two brown Swiss cows had been winning everywhere they went. And she come in and thumped them both. <laughs> to death. I'm, I'm for that. I'm hey, for listen, it. I love it when a Kentucky one does really oh, well in those too. shows. I'm, I'm always really proud to see it. And we usually, in the hog show especially, we usually do pretty decent. I, well, I can tell you, you know, you can bring a really great one to the North American and just get the daylight speed out of you. Uh-huh. So making the pins in the hog show is, is a win. Big yes. win. Top 10 yes. in a class or you know, you get pulled and showmanship and the lamb, mm-hmm. lamb deal. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was just as good this year as it ever was. How many uh, counties or not how many counties, how many states do you think were represented? Do you have a, an idea on that this time or? Well, you know, it's different in each barn, but, mm-hmm. but I would, I would hesitate to guess that we're probably at 35 to 40 states. You know, I think there was 20 mm-hmm. something in the hog, hog deal mm-hmm. They come from all over. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, we in uh, the sheep thing, the breeding sheep deal is huge. I it mean, is. six sixty six hundred or something typically entered in that thing, and and they come from everywhere, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I'd be if I'd be shocked if we didn't have at least thirty five states. I never heard anybody say exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were hustling so much. Um, the problem we had was, you know, in the North American office, they got dealt a, a tough deal. Didn't know they were going to have it first. So they ordered the ribbons and the place that makes the ribbons and banners had been shut down. Hmm. And then they, then they were only running at half speed. So what we did, we, or they, they got in one banner per species and then, the, and some flat ribbons and stuff where we get in, we're going to have to mail the rest of it. But, um, but I mean, they, uh, uh, they did all they could do. Mallory and Jennifer and Whitney and, and John up there, uh, along with Bobby Bell and Laura Barry, uh, just, they were terrific, but it's, it was a, it, when you don't know if you're going to have it. And then, uh, you know, it was, it was crazy. I imagine so. But like I said, I'm glad they got it pulled off. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, it just, people were so appreciative. They just, they did come to me and, and, uh, thank me and thank me and thank me, you know, and, and, um, and then it wasn't really me. It was, it was the fair board and Mr. Beck and, and Mr. Moore and, and the North American office that got it done. And uh, uh, we got a great fair board. I tell you, they're, they're ag people and people that, uh, you know, we, we're missing really one of the great ones that comes out of Daniels County there that, that got replaced. But, but uh, we're, still, we're still pretty pretty powered up from an agriculture standpoint on the fair board. Right. And they, they, they care about the place and they care about the shows and they care about the kids, and that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. So switching gears a little bit, uh, now that you're a, a full-time grandpa, is there any other jobs you're doing out there these days? Yeah, well, yeah, I've taken on a couple of things, you know. And I tell you, I, uh, I here on the farm, I am, uh, I'm catching up from 22 year sabbatical. Of being <laughs> on the farm, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, let things go. I've tore down my old boar stud uh, that I had here, there's about to fall down in my sale floor where I used to have production sales and that kind of thing. Um, and so I'm, I, I'm really enjoying being home and, and, uh, I still get up at four 30. I don't, I can't help myself. I've been <laughs> four o'clock for, for all those years. And, but, uh, I, uh, I've taken on a couple of, couple of jobs so far. One is, uh, with ag in the classroom and we're not doing anything yet, but, but they, they've, uh, um, kind of hired me to do five speeches a month and um, of course nobody's everybody's locked down no no speeches mm-hmm. I talked to Trent Luce at the North American he mm-hmm. he speaks all over the mm-hmm. you know, country in the world and yeah he, he's not doing anything but I, I'm, I'm going to do those five speeches you guys understand it better than anybody just how critical it is that we sell agriculture to the public mm-hmm. public has no idea what we're doing we got this terrible disconnect between the farm and the public they don't understand that we're doing agriculture better than we've ever done it in history in more ways and if we can get out here and explain that the technology if i could just understand what the way matt bales hay and and the moisture content and all the things that go into that or well, we got gps control that ryan bevins is doing there in your county, or we're talking about putting groups of cattle together to sell it in semi-loads. We're, we're talking about the whole concept from the farm to the market and, and all the technology that goes into it. So 
I'm going to give five speeches. I'm going to lay it on them. I, I you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I believe we've never done agriculture so good and we just learn something every day and we're just going to get better. So that's one thing. And that's not too much. I can still be a papa and, and farm mm-hmm. and do that too. <laughs> the other thing I've taken on is this um, farm credit call me and to be on their advisory council and, okay. uh, and nobody's got a bigger heart and uh, does more, sponsors more, you know, activities than farm than farm credit does. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's a great opportunity. I'm not a financial guy. I'm a I'm an ag guy, a production ag guy. Um, at being part of ag finance in the in the governor's office of ag policy really really taught me a lot. But um, I would, you know, my part to it, I would bring is, is the production part of, of agriculture. Uh, what they're going to give to me is, is the financial part of the thing, understanding that side of it, because we can't farm without, without ag credit. You know, we got to have mm-hmm. credit. We got to borrow it in the spring and pay it back in the fall and, and that kind of thing. So those are, those are two things that I've taken on. And I'm, uh, I don't know, I, somebody asked me up there at the North America, what are you going to do now? And I said, I'm not going to do a whole lot for a little bit. A little while. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to keep my mask on and, and keep Dee Dee and, and Meg and Abby healthy. And, uh, and then, you know, I don't feel like I'm done. I'm 65. So I, uh, and I'm retired. I retired September one um, when the governor gave me the gate, you know, so I, <laughs> I, I, that was part of the, part of the deal. So I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying this. I, uh, I thought I, I thought I would miss it so much. And I do, I know you, you guys know, I love the agriculture side of it. Mm-hmm. That being in the, being at the governor's office of ag policy, people that walk in the door every day, uh, you just never know what the project's going to be. I mean, it could be something to do with the bourbon industry or, or this Artemisia where we're going to basically treat cancer like mm-hmm. they do in other countries with, with chemo. And, and it's, I mean, you just didn't know what was going to happen. And deal, and then the most satisfying thing—the thing you miss—is the satisfaction that you're helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, county money in in Larue and Hardin and deal. I mean, it's help farmers help themselves. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. The idea is, can we hang on to that money, and can we can we continue to invest it? Because we we're smarter about investing it now than we've ever been. You know, whether it be genetically with a bull or whether it be uh, however it happens to be. So I. Uh, Oh, I've come off five years of, of just the most fun job you could ever imagine being an agriculture person. And I've never, ever learned more than I have the last, the last five years. And so with these speeches, I'm going to tell it, I'm going to tell. Mm-hmm. It. Now, Warren, can we talk just for a second about your, with something with your previous job and just explain to people real quick. I know there was some concern when you left about what might, happen to that money uh just kind of explain what has to take place for that money to go somewhere else or for it to be taken away it's it's not just one person that that controls all that no 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 no. i mean i mean basically uh, the only only people that can spend that money is the uh, ag development board and that's made up of a bunch of farmers there in the state level and the county councils county councils decide how to spend county money so even though I've heard those rumors, I don't, you know, I, you never say it can't happen, but I, I think by statute we're, uh, that money, I don't think they can come in and dive off. And I say that next thing, you know, we got administrative reg and it's gone. Yeah. Um, the legislators could take it now. So yeah. I, I mean, it's critically important that the legislators know, and you guys are so lucky in all our counties right here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that these, these guys understand how important that what that money's done. Um, but, but I know people were, were afraid and, uh, you know, I fought for it every legislative session. I mean, there was one time when they were going to take, uh, take over half the state money out of the, out of the thing. And, um, I had one budget and so we fought it off and fought it off. And I remember when we fixed it was on the steps of the Senate with Senator McDaniels and Senator uh, Gibbons and Senator Hornback. And there was some money in between what was budgeted and what actually came in. And so we gave that money up to, to keep the money we had. So um, I wouldn't say don't be scared, but I, I mean, it, the way it reads in statute, 
The only people who could spend that money is the, is the state ag development board and the county councils. That was so well designed. And you know, when you got farmers spending money as tight as, as, as most of them are, it's going to be a good investment. It, it has been, it had, we 680, 636 million invested and agriculture has grown at Farmgate on a terrible market for the most part by 2 billion a year. So we went from 3.7 to 5.7 billion at Farmgate. So it, you know, that's not all the back of money, but a lot of it, a lot of it has really helped. Right. Well, that's good to know. Cause I know there was a lot of concern about it at one time. And I think you and you and I had even had that conversation and you made, you know, since then I've, I've been telling folks that just make sure you keep your folks in the, in the know. And yeah. Um, and it, and it's still important to, yeah. Talk with your legislators about it and, and let make sure they realize how important it is. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, it, it, you know, the legislators could take it at any time. I mean, every session here, we, here we set with a one-year budget. See this past session, we just did a one-year budget. So that means you got to go back and fight for it again. And mm-hmm. so um, the one thing that's just happened and I, I was with commissioner Quarles uh, at the North American is, is he asked for $2 million of the cares money for the, our, the program we put together for the meat processing investment program. We had a, had a terrible issue. We were backed up on people who want to do Kentucky proud or local beef or local pork. We were backed up two or three months before COVID mm-hmm. after COVID we were backed up a year right. at most of these plants. We couldn't get one killed. I, I was visiting towards the last, my last few days visiting two dairy farmers and they were selling their coke cows as hamburger. Their problem was they couldn't get them killed. So we put together a four-phase program, one where we just incentivize you processing more Kentucky animals with, with your existing facility, and that for USDA. Level two, we do 37,500, 75% of project with a forgivable loan. A forgivable loan is a grant with, with, with a lien attached. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. And then third one was 250000 of a 300, that's 75% or $333,000 project. Uh, and then level four was we would do half of a new f- new facility. So, uh, and I think they limited that on these small facilities up to 250,000, but we'd had discussion with several people about a big processing plant and, and um, we need one that will kill three to 500 head. Uh, we heard that here, this 1,500, 2,000, we don't have right now the infrastructure to supply that many cull cows. In fact, we get about 2,200 cull cows through the stockyard system every week. Um, when you we think about that, that's, uh, you know, you're not going to get them all. And so right. at the end of the day, that's, that's 1,500 on a, on a five day kill. So, but we need, we need to quit shipping cows and, and we need, we can, with the pack barns, uh, you guys, you know that with these pack barns, we can feed cattle. I mean, we got, we got, Milton Cook down in Caldwell County with Ben Brandon Oliver and those guys feeding those half wagoos. He's selling the roof crisp up there in Louisville. Um, prime, 95% of them end up prime. So uh, we got, there's so much we can do this. Oh, it's money. It's been so wonderful. And in the envy of all the other States around us that we took it, but half of it. Now. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's been amazing that we had the right people in the right spot at the right time. I think some. I think us as agents have seen some early benefits from some of that talk about processors because I know I've gotten several calls, and I think Whitney and Matt have yes. too, um, and some applications to come through local ag development councils of people wanting to, you know, wanting to step up and open up a processor. Or, um, I think we even had one for for sheep uh, that was talking about processing sheep here in the area. So uh, a lot of a lot of exciting things with that. I hope I hope it works out well. Okay. Yeah. It's what's really interesting, Daniel, is if we can take the two million CARES money, we've we've spent about or obligated about one and a half million dollars. If we can spend that CARES money for that and save our money, we can we have that much more money to put in it uh, Mm -hmm. down the road because uh, uh, we can grow an awful lot in in terms of processing. And I think, you know, what we what we have in agriculture is such a problem. We do such a good job with your all's help at production level through the growing phase. And then we get to the end of the trailer gate and we have no control. Right. And so one way to control that is to, is to go straight to the consumer or get closer to the consumer. And you have to have processing to do that. But the beef, the beef solutions project, you know, we, it has been, it's been really a lesson and we were taking $800 cull cows and turn them into $1,900 with a hamburger. Even the cull cows, 
they're getting an extra $125, $150 because they're selling those cows on basis of grade yield. As an old hog guy, I sold grade yield. And you're talking about wanting to make them good quick. You just mm-hmm. start discounting the sorry ones and, and paying more for the good ones. <laughs> and that's what we did in the hog business. Yeah. These, these cold cows. I mean, even old Evan Tate down there in Hancock County mm-hmm. sent them all the way to all the way to, to over to Wolf County to chop shop and still make those cows brought $150 more ahead. We didn't realize how much maybe they were discounting the, the, the good cows to cover the bad cows. Yeah. What we need to do is have an LLC uh, that basically controls this, this money. And what we do is instead of making $125, if we're making $200 a head, putting that stuff in Kroger or wherever we put it, mm-hmm. um, we share more money back to the farmer. Yeah. Sort of like the grain deal in, uh, down in uh, Hopkins County area. So. Hopkinsville. Yeah. yeah that's, that's yeah. the, that's the prize project now. I mean, in 2017, mm-hmm. I went to a stockholders meeting and I mean, they, what they do is there's now there's 3,500 farmers in 63 counties in that, in that co-op open cooperative. All you got to do is pay a hundred dollars. You become a member. And then you basically, you're not selling corn, Whitney, you're selling ethanol. You're selling, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the byproducts is what makes that plant so good. The distillers mm-hmm. dried grain, the, the CO2 converted to dry ice. And now, you know what they did? They turned around and couldn't sell the ethanol when, when the thing got in such a mess, when it got ethanol or gas got so cheap, they went to make it hand sanitizer. And mm-hmm. I mean, just absolutely did great. Well, in 2017, they give you 40% of what they made la- last year of the mm-hmm. profit goes back, back to, mm-hmm. then they hold 60% for five years and they give it back to you. Now they're giving you both the 60 and the 40 in 2017. They gave back to those farmers, $39,518,000 after grain wow. sales. Yep. <laughs> Talking after they're not selling corn, they're selling ethanol and dry ice. And, yeah. and I mean, that's, that's the perfect example of how we get control of the value of the product beyond the trailer gate. Didn't mean for me to preach, but I can't help it. No, that's great. No, I listen, I could listen all day. <clears throat> We're going to go switch gears though for a second. Cause the, um, the, out of the four of us, three of us have owned or are owning or raised sheep. So uh, <laughs> I told Matt, I said, if we ever get Warren on here, we got to give him a little bit of crap over it. So uh, what about, um, so you've got, let's talk a little bit about what you've got going on on the farm since you're, you know, full time in it there now. Uh, what you, what do you have going on these days? Well, we still, Megan, Megan does. Megan's been my farm manager yeah, and she takes care yeah. of them, you know, but we've still got, got close to about a hundred ewes. There's about 30 or so of them, uh, Suffolk ewes that we've had for 30 years that we raised our kids showing lambs on. Mm-hmm. And then we've got about, um, probably 60 or so of, uh, hair ewes and, um, mm-hmm. Dorper Katahdin crosses, you know, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I mean, this sheep thing, this sheep thing, I don't think I've ever lost money in the sheep business. And this last year, I mean, I didn't sell anything less than $2 all summer. Uh, mm-hmm. Two dollars a pound. Yeah, I was very surprised up, how how strong that market made up. And I mean, the we, summer. We, you know, yep. problem is you you, you got to stay under the eighty pound deal uh, mm-hmm. because because they don't want to. You know, There's certain times you can get heavier, but for the most part, yeah. you got a fifty ethnic market and such. So, so um, um, I, I enjoy the sheep business. It's just doing. And I, I and I well, we were talking earlier. Like I got my ten cows in. I haven't. I've always mm-hmm. bought a few feeders and have something to pick the grass, you know, but I, I, uh, I bought me 10 cows and got them in there last uh, Friday and I've already got them bunk broke and making pets out of them. <laughs> and, and, um, and so, uh, uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to drive and walk through them. And, and so, and that's about it. I mean, we put up some hay and, and do some things. I got my bottom grounds rented out to Paul Bryant for, for beans and corn. And so they got, mm-hmm. they got the they beans off, uh, uh, I guess it was the day I got home from the North American. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, I, I really, you know, I was farming when uh, when hogs got to ten cents, and I had twelve hundred sales, and and things were and things got really really bad for us. And you know, mm-hmm. you sit at your table at three o'clock in the morning, can't pay your bills, um, and it's terrible, you know. Yeah. And I, little did I know, uh, here twenty years later, uh, I'd had a. Uh, a career in Frankfurt and, uh, and be the connection between the governor and, and agriculture for the last four and a half years. Um, I mean, how, I mean, what looks so bad turned out to be 
absolutely wonderful. You know, I mean, yeah. I've got opportunities to work with you, all of you all, you know, I've been to every one of you extension mm-hmm. office, almost all of them and talked mm-hmm. to your farmers and, and uh, or helped you on projects or whatever it needs to be. So uh, it's been fun. been absolutely fun. Yeah. Guys, you'd be proud. He's, he was part of my hay sampling project. So he's got his <laughs> hay samples in and we've already <laughs> talked about what he needs to feed and everything. So he's the, using our extension service too. You know, so. to feed the bad stuff to the, to the, to the gestating <laughs> stuff and the good stuff. I don't have anything as good as old, old Matt Adams does down there. His, his <laughs> you got some pretty good hay his though. Sorry <laughs> hay, his sorry hay would, would, uh, would fertilize my good hay, but I am. I've really taken a. I've really taken a role in in terms of being conservation deal. I got a skin place down next to the road where you turn in, and we had some of that old gray stuff that slid off, you know. And when we put the fence in, shoved it back up in the hill, and I'm I'm throwing some old round hay on there, and and, and Megan's donkeys are tromping that in. I'm, I'm gonna build me some topsoil. There you go. Thing will will grow, and it's nothing but a rock pile and, and nothing now. But I I mean I. Uh, um, I've, I've done filled up ditches and done things that, that I couldn't do. I mean, I, I, it's so fun to be home and farm and not have to rush. I mean, I was yeah. a Sunday afternoon farm. I, I worked two thirds of the Saturdays when I was with GOAP, you know, somewhere, some field day, something. And I enjoyed the far out. I wouldn't take anything for it. And, and um, but I will tell you, it, uh, uh, I'm taking great pride in trying to do a good job uh, here and, uh, I'm, I think I'm more prepared to uh, to do it. As long as, yeah. long as Whitney gives me good advice, if it goes wrong, it's all on her. <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll try my best. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> well, we know you're you're technically retired now, but it sounds like you've got uh, plenty to still keep you busy. And we just want to take a little bit of time and say how much we appreciate you yeah. for all you've done for, mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. personally and in our counties here and for Kentucky agriculture in general. And we know you'll always be Mr. Agriculture here. In <laughs> I, I've been called a lot yeah. worse. I actually wear that with it. I don't know who named me that. I, I need to look back and see where that came from, but, but um, I, I'm where it is. I, I'm proud of it. I'm proud to, to yeah to be, uh, be involved in agriculture. I want to, I'm just starved to learn about it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so, it changes so fast and, you know, and you guys are on the cutting edge cause you're taking the research and you're converting it to, 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 to a sense that a farmers can basically utilize. But, mm-hmm. but I, I would tell you, I wouldn't take anything for, for my, what I, I got out of Frankfurt and the opportunity and, and, um, Oh, I, I learned so much. And then, now I'm just starved at 65 years old. I'm starved more than ever to, to learn about it. And, uh, and I'm not done. I'm not done. You know, I got it. I'm going to help in, in ways that I can help, but, um, I also really like being a pawpaw. Uh, I mean, it's just, uh, there's nothing quite, I mean, my, my kids are wonderful. I love my kids and proud of them, you know, but when you're, when you're raising a family, like you guys are doing right now, you're so busy making a living and working and everything when you get to be a grandparent, um, it's, you just, I think it's just slower and you just appreciate it. Molly said to me the other day, dad, are you ever going to tell these girls? No. And I said, Honey, I five <laughs> kids. I'm all out. of no, I just got yes left. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm afraid you all probably got your parents doing the same thing with your kids. Uh, yeah. That's uh, yeah. all right. I, uh, I uh, want to, I want to do and help and, and be a good, be a good papa. And at the same time, I, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it takes to help agriculture. And it's what I, which one I'm going to do. I, I just can't, I'm not going to stop. I miss, I miss the people. I miss We had a staff at GOAP. You know, I was stickler for, I, I hate lazy. I just hate lazy. I can't, my dad said being lazy is worse than stealing. As far as I'm concerned, same thing. And I had a group there that would just absolutely hustle and work. And I told them, you call them back. I don't care if you know, they're going to eat all the hide off you. You call them back. And they did. And they did. So, yeah. And if they didn't, I didn't, I didn't put up with it very well. I just, that way. So, uh, and some of those calls are hard to make, <laughs> hard to make. I made yeah. a ton of them, you know, somebody somewhere um, decided that somebody cheated them out of the money. They didn't get the county money or there was you know, a million things you could do, but, but I, uh, I, I really enjoyed what we got there. And, you know, what we have to do, you guys know, this is we have to change the perception of agriculture. We have to attract the biggest de- need we have in agriculture is people. 
I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. We need people. We need not not just farmers, one to two percent farm, but seventeen percent of the population works in agriculture. So mm-hmm. we need geneticists and scientists and and engineers. And I mean, you know, somebody's got to make these tractors that drive themselves. Somebody's got to make that baler that that can read the moisture of that hay and shoot that stuff in there. I mean, that's. I mean, we need people, and to do that, you've got to attract them. I think that's why 4-H and FFA are so critically important to, to giving them a taste, you know, or the junior livestock program that we just came off the of North American. I mean, we need mm-hmm. people in the worst way. And I always, always make the example my son, Ben, you know, uh, has a PhD in nuclear engineering from Georgia tech. Got his, got his postdoctorate. I don't know why you need more than a doctor's degree, but he had his postdoc <laughs> at UC Davis and UC Berkeley. Now he's, he's on staff at engineering nuclear engineering, I tell people there in, in, in North Carolina State, and I said, what a waste. I, I'm proud of him. I love him to death. <laughs> you think, you think about what a, what a young man with that kind of smarts is capable of doing for agriculture. The, Matt, the, 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 Jersey, the Jersey secretary, executive CEO of Jersey, he told me that, Beeler, we can pull hair on a baby bull Jersey calf look at the DNA and we know enough about the DNA to consider him 71% proven. You know, it takes seven years to prove a bull that puts you at year five. They sold a bull calf two weeks old at the North American two weeks old for 90,000. I mean, we, we're, we need people to get all, take all the guesswork out of this thing. I'm talking about genetics and engineering and, computer computer programmers and and you know the biggest thing certified angus beef john sticker tells me he needs is logistical people how do you track it from farm to market back and forth you know it, it, they're gonna it's gonna come a time when when you pick up that 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 meat we don't know where the, what farm it came from it's yeah. gonna happen consumers are gonna demand yeah. it so we need people that can do that well, Warren, thanks for coming on with us today. I think that's about all the time we have. But again, we appreciate you and we appreciate you being with us today. I, I appreciate you guys. I thank the world and all of you. I mean, I'm 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 proud you're in the positions you're in. You're uh, we our progress in, in agriculture, particularly at farm level, is measured by by how how well basically you guys guide us, and that's just simple as it gets. I soil test, I hate test, I do those things, and I try to abide by those rules and when we have new technology coming down um we need to we need to be able to filter that in a way where some academia guy in uk can can do it but you guys can make it where it's applicable farm level and that's what makes you so valuable and um i hope i hope we can continue to to fund and and support our extension service like we do we appreciate it yeah Thanks, Thank Warren. you for letting me be on here. You guys are you guys are big yeah. bloggers. I didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> I barely know what a blog is. <laughs> part, of, part of being old and pitiful, I guess. But <laughs> no, that's all right. You've been you've been busy, so we'll <laughs> yeah. let it slide. A little bit. That was a really good segment with with Warren Beeler. And this time of year, we're Thanksgiving and being thankful for things and. Uh, very thankful for someone like him that really works hard and, you know, spent a lot of time and effort and uh, to better agriculture across the mm-hmm. state. So talking about being yep. thankful for things, what's, do y'all have anything, like what's your thing you're most thankful for on the farm? Cause I can't just say, what are you most thankful for? Cause we're all going to say, Oh, my family's my kids. Mm-hmm. Think about it a little bit. What, what on the farm are you most thankful for? Like what tool or what, what, uh, thing that saves you time or money or whatever. What is that for you on the farm? I'll let you guys go first since you are. Well, I asked the question, so I can't answer. <laughs> I thought we were letting you go first. You look like you've got it. <laughs> well, there are the first thing I'm thankful for is a five gallon bucket. That's a good. Okay. okay. Why? Well, because it's versatile. You can use it to carry water. You can use it to carry feed. You can use it to carry fencing materials or whatever you need. You can also use it to sit on if you've got to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very versatile thing. The other thing that is probably the most useful thing on our farm is our four wheeler, but you know, because it's, you can, you know, that's the logistical thing, but as far as kind of something interesting, five gallon bucket, that's what I, and I can never seem to find one when I need it. That's the only other thing. <laughs> got a hundred. I got a bunch. Yep. They're never there when you got to have yep. them. Yep. 
What about you, Matt? I've got a couple. So okay. you gave a couple, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First thing is going to be a flatbed pickup truck. If you all have never had a farm uh, okay. with a flatbed pickup truck or never had a flatbed pickup truck on the farm, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're missing out missing on. Missing out. Just so mm-hmm. easy to find stuff. If you work on anything, it's a mobile workbench. Easy to get to anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to climb up in, in and out of a pickup bed all the time. <laughs> it's just most underrated thing on the farm. Man, I must be doing this farming thing all wrong. Yeah, you're going to have to. <laughs> You're going to have to go put a flatbed on your pickup, Daniel. The other thing is the California Bander. And if you don't know what that is, you'll have to Google it and look it up. But it makes the job of turning bulls into steers quick, easy, painless, and clean. Yep. All right, Daniel, your turn. It's my turn. I got two. So I got a super-duper rock picker-upper. Do y'all know what that is? Yeah. Is that a child? Yes, it's a child. (laughs) I thought we so, weren't supposed to say our kids. Yeah, but it's not. I said it's my super duper rock picker. Okay. Uh-huh. So okay. yeah, we spent the day picking up rocks. Saturday. Well, hey, uh-huh. spent the morning. If you, if you run out of rocks, I know you can take her on a field trip. Yeah. Same. Place. Same. Well, we learned we take the rocks from here and then we go put them in this hole. That's, that's <laughs> what we did. Uh, but now on, uh, I'm kind of going with the four wheeler thing. So I know a lot of farmers I talk to, they say they're most... The thing that they use the most is most handy is their side by side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm too poor and I can't afford one of those. Same. So Four wheeler. But I guess I'll add uh, bungee straps. Yes. Because on my four wheeler, I use bungee yep. straps to keep things on it because uh-huh. I don't have a bed like a gator does. Yep. So I'm gonna say very helpful, handy. It probably helps me be safer and not trying to hold mm-hmm. everything in my arm while I'm trying to drive the four wheeler. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go bungee straps for my for my item we have a little we have an extra seat you know we've got the little attached seat and it's got some carry-on you know things inside of it but we still use the crap out of the bungee straps in the front <laughs> or a or a milk basket that's another thing or you know one of the milk cartons yeah, yeah the so i have looked for Those one things. for my four-wheeler for years a milk basket milk carton thing milk crate mm-hmm. crate that's yeah milk crate there you go, yeah, we there you, go. you can't baskets. you can't find them anymore <laughs> I don't know. I guess you can ask the local grocery store. I know they still come in mm. those. Well, there you go. We hope that everybody out there has has, a, has or had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, some of you will be hearing this after Thanksgiving. Be sure to join us next week. We'll see you then. All right. We'll see you guys. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.